Oh, before we start, I have to unwrap something really quick. I have to unwrap two things, Good. actually. Yeah. Technically, that's better podcast content than a lot of our visual jokes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Well, it's Wednesday night. And we are here at Rachel's apartment, which must mean it's Starformers Night. Welcome to Rebels and Robots, episode 37. With the way I have it written down, I was about to say episode Cameron. <laughs> Oops, all Cameron. <laughs> oh, mm, we haven't done that quite yet. Mm. <laughs> uh, so episode 37, I'm Cameron. I'm Rachel. This is our weekly chat about Star Wars and... Transformers. That is correct. Today we are talking about Ahsoka, episode 7... Or chapter seven, I'm not quite sure. I can never remember how they uh, have I been think listed. It's chapter, or is it part? It might be part. Um, nonetheless, wow, we're we're getting onto nonetheless really early on. Uh, uh, who's we? <laughs> I use that word so much <laughs> yeah, because we're constantly we? going off topic. Uh, this is episode seven of eight for Ahsoka, so we're getting close to the end here. And uh, Athena is chomping on some plastic. Wow, this is a classic, classic podcast intro. episode of Rebels and Robots already. We got me messing up words. We got you <laughs> making noise. We got Athena eating plastic. It's all it's all here, Look folks. This is she is. Look at how upset she is. <laughs> Her ears are already pinned back. Airplane. We're mode. in for a good episode. She was she was talking before right before we started recording, so we'll she see was. how quiet she stays today. Um, so we'll get to talking about Ahsoka here in a minute, but of course we always start with last week's news, recent thoughts, any uh, comments on last week's podcast, anything about that, any uh, new thoughts on last week's episode of Ahsoka. So not related to Ahsoka, but related to this podcast. I have something from uh, my mom. Oh. Um, she has something for us. Oh. Um, things. Um, we each get one and... I have yours and I have mine and she handed this to me when they were up this weekend and she goes for me for you and my podcast friend. Oh. Um so it's okay if you don't understand what this is immediately. <laughs> I almost picked out the wrong one. Oops. Um I'm very excited. I love surprises and gifts. This is a laptop bag? It's for your books. Oh, the book. It's so it is a book cover thing. and so what it does is that, um, I think there's actually an official formal term, but it's like a book, quote unquote. Like a book sleeve. On, yes, I think that's the actual term. So you can put your books in it hey. and it protects, okay, maybe not a book that big, but you zip it and it protects it. Book this, big. this is very cool. So the one that I'm currently holding is a very cool illustration. It is Luke with his hand on R2. This is something you briefly see in episode seven, more in episode eight. It's from the flashback of Luke seeing his Jedi temple destroyed by Kylo. This is mm -hmm. a very specific scene, but a very cool illustration. Mm -hmm. I love this. This is very cool. Thank you, Rachel's mom. This is a very librarian gift. <laughs> it is a guys. very librarian gift. Um, this is mine. Yours is Transformers. <laughs> very nice. Um, wow. It's a, it's a little bit smaller, but that's okay. So we've got um, Soundwave versus Blaster and all their cassettes. 
Um, oh, I didn't know that there was an Autobot. Yeah, we, we've seen him a couple times. He doesn't really do a whole lot. Okay, so. That's a fun. These are very, like, niche, but, like, great for fans. Exactly. So, these are super cool. Soundwave, Rat Bat. <laughs> rat, That's his name! Rap Bat? Rat Bat. <laughs> rat Bat. That makes more um, sense. Oh, gosh, I just realized it. The bird. Soundwave's bird. Um, Laserbeak? Laserbeak, yeah. And Ravage, and then we have Blaster. Um, oh, I know their names in my heart of hearts. <laughs> um, but basically, these are like the polar opposites of Rumble and Frenzy. Um, mm. Steeljaw, which is the other cat. And oh. then a rhino whose name Disney, I don't please don't remember. sue us for copyright. <laughs> Disney, please don't sue us. Uh, but so, yeah, those are from my mom. She's very excited about them. Um, and I'm excited about them too. So now you can go travel places and bring your books and they won't get like banged up in your yeah, luggage. Yeah, that's great. So. You know, that is 100% why. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I think everyone who listens to this podcast probably knows this pretty well, but just in case they don't. Um, <laughs> We're big old nerds. <laughs> Uh, my Bible is very important to me, ah, and yes. <laughs> I've had the same one. I didn't know you were going I've had with the that. same one since high school, and it's like cover is detached. Like oh. it's two separate things: the the leather cover oh. and the actual Bible. A Bible and, well loved, <laughs> and it's because it's traveled with me quite a bit. So now you can keep it in I two parts it, instead of three. Keep it safe, <laughs> and I plan on getting a new Bible sometime soon, and this can protect it when I travel. <gasps> yes, protect. That's very cool. Well, thank you so much, Rachel's mom. You're, you're gunning for number one fan. You better watch out, Ra- Megan. <laughs> you know who else has a book sleeve? <laughs> Lime! <laughs> uh, do you know where she got these? This is this like an Etsy thing as, as, from a book fair? Bookbo. Bookbo. As in B-O-O-K-B-E-A-U. As in like a bow. Uh, like, a, like a boyfriend. It's the brand. Um, nice. And the artist's name is on here. I'm going to click Google search. Oh, also, FYI, uh, Ahsoka is li- listed as parts. You were right. It's part so, seven to this week. Because it, they're both actually the same artists. Is this Doyle? I think that's Doyle. Tim Doyle. Thank you, Tim Doyle. Uh, <laughs> I hope you got some commission out of this. Or not like commission, but like royalties. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh look at this creepy cat bus he's done. Ooh. I know that's outside the, the parameters of this podcast, but it is within the parameters of our friendship. Man, this is good. He's good. Mm-hmm. I like it. Is this a trip? This is not a trans. Oh, it's from Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a Transformer. <laughs> it's a big pink Fort- bear robot. Fortnite Battle Pass. Oh, this guy's... Yeah, highly recommend. Just if you're a fan of fan art, then type in uh, Tim Doyle. Uh, artist is what I Google searched, and he's got a really cool style. Yeah, this he's got is some this is fun. Sick stuff. Uh, I was trying to see if there's any. Oh, here's a really cool uh, Megatron one here. Oh yeah, that one's nice. I get on to you for doing visual stuff. I need to stop this. Um, <laughs> We're gonna go through this, this entire man's portfolio <laughs> right saying, now tonight. Hey, that looks cool. We're not actually gonna talk cool. about Ahsoka Part Seven. <laughs> We're talking about Tim Doyle's artwork. What other news you got for us this week? I saw this theory. That scares me. Okay. This theory that says, um, it was just like a, hey, what if, um, this theory that all of the Ahsoka cast will die aside from Hera and Jason, which would explain why there's no mention of them in the sequels. (laughs) And I can't, my heart can't handle that. 
<laughs> you know, that's what we all assumed about Grogu, and he's still kicking up until at least just now. So you never know. Um, but now you, they have an excuse to be gone because there's another galaxy. You've got, yeah. um, you've always got the world between worlds with all of its tomfoolery. Tom. You just never know where someone might be now. There's lots of, and you just, then you just have, presumably, you know, they, they give a good excuse as to why characters like, um, you don't see, I mean, you we, don't see like, like Hera is around, mm -hmm. but she's just fighting with the rebel forces. But like. We do, we do see the ghost in Rise of Skywalker. It's yeah. in some shots. And at the very end of Rogue One as well. Yeah, we actually hear them say General mm -hmm. General Sindel, and we intercom. see Chopper. But like they explained why Sabine wasn't around because she was defending Lothal. Yeah. Like you can you can write an ending to where there's an excuse for a character to have been it's a big galaxy. Mm -hmm. They can they can be off doing their own thing. Especially the um the sequel trilogy takes place in a very short amount of time. It really does. It's with, a couple years. With uh, six, seven and eight taking place back to back. That's a that's a particularly short. So you have you pretty much have the story of seven and eight, and a couple years later you have nine. So it, mm -hmm. and they're an even smaller force than the original Rebel Alliance even was. So it makes sense why, even if some characters are still alive in the sequel trilogy, why we would not see them. But yes, someone important. I don't think in Ahsoka. Someone important's gonna die just because I feel like they really want to use these characters to promote whatever this movie is. Dave Filoni's heir to the Empire movie. Yeah, I think they will really want these characters in that, and then someone will die in that. No. Um, but um, we'll talk about our uh, feelings about where things are going once we talk about Ahsoka. What other news you got? Um, I did have a thought from last week that Ezra is going to have a whole lot of new helmets to loot <laughs> with all the night troopers. Yes. Um, and I saw the ultimate Snoke theory. Normally, you're bringing this up. Someone posted, and I think they're being actually serious. This wasn't like the daily Snoke sightings or theories, whatever, page that you follow. I think this person's being genuine that they were theorizing that Snoke is Ezra. Dear Lord. <laughs> Oh, man. Come on. We, we're past this. We're past this, right? Past I thought this. we were, other than, Have, than memeing about it. Has anyone theorized that Luke is Snoke? That's probably been floated around a couple times. Oh, I'm sure you've got every theory which way, especially now that uh, there's so many new characters. Uh, I have a Transformers-related thing here. I just, doing my weekly Transformers Google search into the news section... Transformers producers say there's a chance Rat Trap will join the franchise. And then here's a photo of him from what I presume is... Um, Ugh, Beast, uh, Beast Wars. Wars. So, How? Uh, what are you showing me? Not particularly <laughs> interesting, but... Uh, one, of our one of our... The fact that we just talked about him. One of our f uh, uh, other favorite memes from the Batman movie. The penguin. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, uh -huh. what are you yeah. uh, such mm, so good. Um, I have some Star Wars news. So Cameron Monaghan, um, who plays Cal Kestis in the Jedi Survivor and Jedi Fallen Order, has confirmed that the third game is in the works. Nice, nice. Which I mean, I was not surprised. Which is very exciting because I mean, the last time Jedi Survivor takes place in the same year is as um Kenobi. So it's nine. Is nine BBY or something? I mean, it's five BBY. Anyways, a very bad year for Vader. <laughs> yes, it was a rough time for him. Um, so they're working. Yeah, so they're working on it. I mean, it's it's gonna be huge, but they've started it. So 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got some other things. I don't know what you all have. Um, uh, I, wait, I, I like how I said you all as if I was speaking to more <laughs> than Cameron. Yeah. As if I'm including Athena in this question. Well, did, sorry, did you say you have another thing? Yeah. Go for it. So this isn't, I think this is just more like an Easter egg uh, that Dave Filoni threw in for funsies, but there is a scene from one of the earlier episodes where we see uh, Balin, Balin Skull, he puts the map in the pedestal mm-hmm. at Cetos, and we can see his communicator wrist. Someone translated the Orabesh. Like, I don't know how they saw this, but someone did the work and translated the Orabesh wow. on it. Which is the, like, written the language. basic language in Star Wars. And they are names, including Luke, Han, Leia, Chewie, C-3PO, R2-D2, and Ben. And what were they, what, what, what was this language on? His, like, his wrist communicator, oh. that thing he looks at a lot. I think, I think a lot of people are thinking this is probably just, like, a cool Easter egg to see. Like, it's like, it is like when they showed that two second clip in Mando season three of a piece of glass and people translated it to a verse from Exodus. I think it's <laughs> yeah, kind of uh, like just the, yeah, an Easter egg. Absolutely. Un- unless, <laughs> um, unless that's his hit list, uh, which it could be, but I don't think it's going to go that far. He's got some bigger fish to fry and some bigger hills to stand on ponderingly. So, um, well, here's a news article that seems to be trying to move in on our Starformers turf. They start a gang war with this website. Hasbro Pulse 2024 unleashes Star Wars and Transformers goodies. Look, no one else is supposed to, allowed to put Star Wars and Transformers in the same thing except but, for us. But Cameron, they make money from it. <laughs> <laughs> so you got a chopper toy. You got your, you, I think you sent me a screenshot of this. You got your Balin toy I announced. Did, I think I sent it to you and I went, let's go. <laughs> was there another one? I thought there was another Shit. character. Oh, of course. Yeah. Okay. Well, sense. so th- those ones haven't released yet, but they've released Terra, Chopper, um uniformed ezra i want the new i want hermit ezra i want that yeah when you say uniform what does that mean like the uniform we see him in season four like in his hologram yeah so classic yes uh costume yeah definitely though that uh when we'll talk about that later but his um uh his new outfit that he's wearing is uh so great that's a comfy looking man (laughs) yes (laughs) That man looks comfy. Um, okay, so I have a one one very specific thing I would like to talk about. So what's what's the rest of your news? Um, all I've got is actually something that was yours. I just looked it up. Um, this band called Royish Good oh, Looks. I forgot. I pull. I forgot. I mentioned this before we started recording. Um, actually, they they seem to be entirely Star Wars based. Mm. All of their song titles mm. clearly refer to star wars things fan fiction um but the one you brought out uh that is within the very specific parameters of the what started this podcast bad batch is a song called bad batch i gotta admit i thought this would be way worse Rachel, do not act like this is not the kind of music you listen to. It is. It's just, uh, <laughs> it just makes me like cringe so deeply in my soul. 
Uh, that could be a lot worse. It could. It, could I don't be... know. I don't know what it does. It just like, <laughs> it, it just makes me viscerally <laughs> Makes react. me think of Sam Jackson from Jurassic Park. I think it makes Jurassic me think of like, some various phase of like fan fiction. And, Absolutely. Like, <sighs> Sam Jackson's character in Jurassic Park it could be way worse. could be much worse. <laughs> Someone who read the book and all the things they changed, it could be much worse. <laughs> Real quick, I just wanted their most popular one has 4 million listens. It's called Hello from the Dark Side. Is that a hello cover? It's it's an Adele cover! <laughs> I think we can probably guess how that one goes. <laughs> well, that's my one bit of news. I love Adele. <laughs> I love that song. Um, okay, so the meat of what hello? I really... Hello? <laughs> Is it me you're looking for? This is my terrible Palpatine that impression. Was pretty bad. <laughs> um, anyways, the meat of what I wanted to talk to do talk about in this new section is that the Zepho. You have to remind me what that is. Okay, so <laughs> we are first introduced to the Zepho in Jedi Fallen Order. Um, oh, I know where this is going. Yes. So the Zepho are basically an ancient force wielding race. Um of aliens that have not been around for a very long time, but a lot of their relics are still around. Um, so very important part is, um, yeah, we, there's a lot of that exploration. And at some point, as we learn in fallen order, they have left the galaxy to seek other things. They allowed the force to corrupt them in a very similar way that it happened to the Jedi in the prequels. Um, as they continued to seek out more knowledge about the force, it just, it, the dark side corrupted them. Um, and so they left the galaxy to cleanse themselves, to seek new knowledge, to remove themselves. Um, basically. Mm, interesting. So, um, some of the text found in the, in Peridia, um, and some of the background scenes on this, uh, temple that they are in translates to it's it's zepho markings it is the zepho markings mm. that we see in um uh jedi fallen or similar characters there and some of the trans and some of the uh uh text translates to praise kujet ruler of all may his reign last and kujet um is the dark side zepho whose tomb we explored as cal Kestis in jedi fallen order so we have seen that go. name before. We have seen that. Um, and so that, you know, that kind of causes the question, did the Zepho come from this other galaxy too? Considering the Zepho, Zepho are, I believe, more ancient than, like, they're they're pretty ancient. Um, and they left. That It kind of begs the question, did they originate from this galaxy and travel to the main galaxy or did they leave? So, and the Zepho are older than the Night Sisters. At least by all canon that we know so far. They, I believe, were probably some of the first Force users. Um, that makes sense. And so, the last thing, like, as we know, like, one of the last things said when the Zepho left was, I lead my people into the great unknown, hoping we will find peace. Mm -hmm. So, considering how ancient the Purgle are, there's this very interesting conversation one could have is, so this is very obviously Zepho. And that... And in last episode, when Balin is talking with Shin before they meet with the bandits, he makes a comment that there is something out there on that planet, and it's old. It's old and it's powerful. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, there's a lot of okays at Night Sisters. 
I'm very much more thinking towards the Zeph the Zepho. Even if you look at the statues, yes, they have some like Night Sister, um, like they have some Night Sister like influence. They uh-huh. look like Zepho statues that were eventually like carved to something else. Right, so that okay. that is that is what I'm thinking. I'm like, I think they're like. It very much, you know, if it continues to go down the Zepho route, there's a lot of connections that they could make. Yeah. We could just totally. get live action Cal Kestis, honestly. Um, but <laughs> so that is a very interesting line I want them to explore. That's probably sure. some of my favorite aspects in the Fallen Order and Jedi uh, and, oh, and Survivor series. Like, there's a lot of cool stuff running around as Cal Kestis evading the Empire, but learning about this ancient history stuff was really cool except i did hate the zepho tomb in fallen order because i got lost every time <laughs> i had to look up how to leave because <laughs> it was so it was such a maze i didn't know what to do um so anyways that's mm, mm, that's so cool i'm here for all this like zepho lore and seeing it in like live action sure is really cool so all right well, we'll see uh, what happens next episode. No no leads on that from what I can tell with the episode we watched uh, last night, but maybe episode eight Unfortunately, will lead down that path. Uh, you have any other news before we no. move on? Well, cool, cool. So uh, before we talk about Ahsoka, we can briefly mention any highlights from the episode of Transformers G1 we watched tonight oh. called Child's Play. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ultimately, I guess not that surprising of an episode to exist. Most notably for us, I think the most fun of it was the very cheap animation. Oh, it's so time. bad. There's uh, so many. There's so many egregious mistakes. Yes, uh, but pretty much the uh, a, gr- a handful of Autobots and Decepticons get teleported to an alien world where the aliens are like ten times the Transformer size, and so it's pretty much Honey I Shrunk the Kids or uh, almost Toy Story esque as well. Mm-hmm with the transformers as the small things um and there's a little boy trying to help them and scientists want to dissect them and that's about the whole episode there's a cat uh there's an alien cat there's also an alien hamster elephant thing named booper (laughs) which is a fun name top tier um i found this uh, his name i he probably mentioned the episode but frank welker has a long list of characters he plays obviously he's megatron and Soundwave and ravage but he's also the cat Nitro, which... The Frank Welker is in everything. If there's a monster noise, it's <laughs> nine times out to the tomb. The fact that the cat's name is Nitro, which is itself a very Transformers name. Uh, but he's also Booper, also Skywarp, and Trailbreaker. Just like... What is Transformers? He's what is collecting this show? many checks. <laughs> many $10 checks. So, um, if you get a kick out of cheap 80s animation, uh, this is probably one of the best ones to watch of Transformers G1, because it is hilarious. Just both animation choices and just straight-up mistakes. Missing body parts, missing frames, characters warping in and out of scenes or phasing through objects. This is the kind of stuff you expect from CGI, because such mistakes can happen just naturally on accident. Of them, I guess. It shouldn't be happening in, in hand-drawn animation, though. If, and it's hilarious. And I told Cameron, if I had a nickel for every G1 episode we've watched in the last two weeks that starts with <laughs> the Decepticons causing trouble in a, in a sports arena, we'd have two nickels. Yeah, the episode does take a drastic change. The first five minutes or so is a fight in a baseball stadium, and it's all just a bunch of excuses to have baseball puns while they fight. <laughs> and then it dramatically shifts in its subject and tone 
I don't know about tone. It's still very goofy. But Oof. so uh, any any other highlights from this episode for you? Um, we got to see a very interesting frame of the Decepticons flying along with Ravage, who just runs in the yeah, air. Yeah, so is Ravage cold. is a like a He's jaguar, a puma, panther yeah. sort of transformer. And yeah, <laughs> was we know all the transformers can just fly when it's convenient for them. He can fly, but he's also running in midair, and it's very funny to watch. In a, in a similar shot, there's also a Decepticon who is not on that planet, is in the shot. He's not! And then he's not in the next shot. Uh, there's a great shot where, in man, within about three seconds, you have three egregious animation errors. You have, they're, they're in the sewers, and Megatron, not Megatron, Optimus Prime crawls out of a pipe, and... He's like skipping around. Like if you ever played a video game online and your internet starts Lag. lagging Lag. and characters just start teleporting around, He's that's got what like he does here. Three ping. Yeah, he just like goes from being in the pipe to out of the pipe, uh, and then the Stars. camera starts to pan up, and on top of the pipe, Starscream just appears. It's not like he like you know, obviously in this world things can teleport, or but like he's supposed to have that's been not there. Stick. Yeah, he's just pops into existence and then he threatens optimus prime and kicks him but he doesn't move his... but his leg comes up from off frame so you see his whole I body don't think that was his leg either i'm pretty sure it was I, the same color there's no other decepticons around I don't and then, know and then it cuts angles and Decept and uh starscream jumps on him i'm pretty sure it was supposed to be his leg and they just didn't animate him moving <laughs> is my opinion on the. they're not gonna pay matter. that much attention right guys and then and then it just like you can tell they were rushing to finish this episode right at the last Misplaced second. Misplaced cell layers. <laughs> right at the last second, uh, the little boy, the alien boy, is helping them. He goes over and grabs some energon cubes and turns. And I guess the energy from the energon cubes must have just <laughs> decimated his his he atoms because he turns and his entire upper torso just disappears, disappears for a few frames. And then he has a toy rocket ship and he's putting the this Autobots onto it and they are like phasing into it. <laughs> and then the cat also phases his head through the rocket ship and is much smaller than he should be. It's it's hard to per actually encapsulate with just words. You just, just have to it. watch it. You can find it. it on YouTube. It's so good. Yeah, all Transformers Watch it on two speed for some of our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, cool. So you ready to move on to talk about Ahsoka? Yeah. Ahsoka, part seven, Dreams and Madness. Uh, following up from last week's episode where, where all of our characters... Well, Ahsoka's on her way to... What, do you remember the name of this planet they're Peridia. on? Peridia. I well, thank you. Well, my brain it doesn't hold on to these proper nouns very easily. Headed to Peridia. Um, Sabine and our group of villains are already there. Thrawn has been revealed and Ezra has been revealed. I told Cameron before we started this, I was anxious going into this episode because before we found Ezra, we as if it was us, before we found Ezra, it, you could do the, oh, he's alive, you know, he's probably alive, but uh -huh. now he's actually alive, there is actual possibility he could die, and that scares me. <laughs> and I said to you, I was walking into the room as you said that out loud, and I said, that's ridiculous, R Rachel, they're not going to kill him in this episode, they'll probably wait till next episode. <laughs> Shut up. And so it starts off, but it goes back to a uh, plot thread that was left hanging two episodes ago. We start on Coruscant, 
They solved this faster than I thought. I didn't this think is, we were going to see it. I really was, when I saw in the description of the episode that we were going to be dealing back with this new republic is trying to uh, uh, court-martial Hera, <laughs> I definitely thought this was going to take up way too much of the episode. Thankfully, it's one scene, um, which for the plot of the overall story, the, the, for the sake of the overall plot, I'm happy about. But for the sake of the fact that they had this running plot through this whole show so far with Hera, this feels like they they decided just to wrap this up really quickly. And it feels like I don't even know why they had this whole plot to begin with. So we see her at her court martial in front of the uh, defense council, and she's defending herself. It's it's pretty much a rehash of everything we heard last time we saw them of you shouldn't have done this you're using resources you're just trying to find ezra mm-hmm. um any any notes until a certain character shows up in her defense um so we see h- hilarious um <laughs> chopper in the background yeah you have you have Hera defending herself and just behind her barely picking over a count uh, an alleged is chopper, chopper. and um, it's so good and so Senator Ziono, who um, I don't like. He's mean, and I don't like him. He's the one that's very much against any possibility that the Imperial Remnant is actually a threat. Yeah. Um, And so he is like, this is impossible, and Captain Teva is there. And Teva steps in, and he goes, what about the conflict on Mandalore? Uh, Yeah. And I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. so we have our Mando Season 3 reference, which would make sense, because... Captain Tava was pretty involved in that situation. Um, he was going behind some backs too, helping Mando and all of that. Um, but so now we know, like, so it's it's going along. So I guess we do have like confirmation that it's going along the same side or like almost parallel at least. Um, so Captain Tava is like, what about Mandalore? And of course, the senator is like, ah, that was an isolated, I don't know, whatever. He brushes it off. Yeah, but yeah, that yeah. was just kind of interesting because I was like, oh. Okay, so we have a reference of that outside of Mando, and then we have a certain character show up. Yeah, oh, one other note I wanted to make here. One of the senators, who I don't believe was in the hologram call previously, um, he is a particular species that we've seen before. I'm trying to find the name Ooh. of the species. He's a Solistin. Yeah. So this is one of the very few species that's actually named up the planet they're from, Solist, who I know that recognize that planet. Where have we heard Solist before? I know that's gotten a mention in a major thing. Mm. It's in a couple episodes of Clone Wars, it says here. Uh, some Night Sister episodes. Oh! Oh! That's interesting. Uh, but I feel like there was a like an actual movie reference. Not really that important. Did it get destroyed in The Force Awakens? Uh, I don't think so. Because it wasn't Coruscant that got destroyed because the New Republic moved. Yeah, it was... I'm not sure. It may have been. Um, nonetheless, he... Nonetheless. Uh, this Asolistin, um, the most famous version of this is Nian Num, who is Lando's co-pilot in episode six on the Millennial Falcon. Uh, he's got like these like flaps on his face. Well, this particular representative of this species in this episode between two of the flaps has a mustache and it is disgusting and i hate it so much why would they make this decision to give this man a mustache between the flaps it's like imagine his real mustache and he's wearing a mask (laughs) imagine if a fish had hair growing out of its gills that's what it looks like it's very unsettling oh but okay yeah um so that's my other note for this uh and just 
Shout out again to Chopper peeking over the... <laughs> so good. <laughs> and then there's Every a... Every time you stop running, he There's a closer. moment somewhere in here where... Uh, someone someone disparages droids. Oh, it'll be in a second. Okay, oh, we'll get yeah. to that. Um, so, who shows up, Rachel? Uh, not Mando, which is what I was thinking because this came very quickly after Tay was like, "What about the what about the uh, uh, conflict, conflict on Mandalore? Mandalore?" And you just hear the guards go, "ID, please." And I was gonna be so upset. It was gonna be Mando. I was like, "Please no." He just plays his theme music. That's his ID. It's our golden boy, not Disney's Mando golden boy, who's silver. The actual metal golden <laughs> the boy, golden boy, C three PO, shows up, and he and he's played by. Uh, Anthony Daniels. Yeah, Anthony himself. Daniels. The, and he shows pretty much the only character that's always played yeah, by the original actor. Yeah. Um so C3PO shows up, interrupts this court, um, and he comes in and he has this little uh uh floppy disk. <laughs> this little thing, and he goes, Wait, actually, Harris Trip was sanctioned. And the senators are like what and c-3po goes senator senator orgata um sanctioned it actually and he kind of gets he has a little bit and c-3po isn't very he's not very snarky he's more of like a worry wart but he gets he gets a comment i can't remember what exactly he says because senator ziono is upset because he's (laughs) trying to court martial hera um and c-3po says Yes, she sanctioned this um, while you guys tried to have a vote without her or something like that. Uh-huh. And so it's kind of like throwing it back in Ziono because I think even because uh, you kind of you kind of hear the crowd go mm. like kind of react to that interestingly. So anyway, Hera Hera's uh, general ship role is saved, um, but probably not fully safe because. You know, probably got a uh, Senator Ziono will remember this in the top right of her like, eyes or whatever. Um, so court dismissed and uh, uh, Mon Mothma comes up to Hera and she's like, girl, you like, mm, you are on some thin ice. Um, and so she asks, because Mon Mothma is like, when did Leia uh, sanction your trip and Hera tells her it was technically after I think um, or I don't know if maybe she, if she uh, actually confirms it or not but it's pretty easy to tell that they probably just asked Leia and Leia said yeah screw the government um, <laughs> uh, that she works for um, <laughs> but Leia does whatever she wants and gets away with it. Leia does what Leia wants. Leia does what Leia wants. Um, so Mon Mothma asks uh, Mon Hera? Mothma asks Hera how imminent is Thrawn's return, or like how dangerous is this? And Hera's like, yes. Um, and then I think the scene changes, right? Well, we skipped over the part I wanted to mention, which is someone disparages droids oh, trying yes, to so discount C-3PO's witness and it cuts to Chopper. And he's, he's pissed! Swearing up a storm, presumably. He's mad. I just... He's ready to... He's ready Anyways, to that's the part that I like. Commit liked. some assassinations. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've killed for less! I've killed... <laughs> so, and then the scene changes, right? Yes. Because there was a reference, and I can't remember when it is. Um, 
gosh. It might be the next scene, but Asajj Ventress gets a mention in this episode. Yeah, so in the next scene, it cuts to Ahsoka training on her ship oh, while they're still in the yes. Purgle. Yes, I hyperspace. forgot. I totally forgot this scene existed. I'm and, not going to lie. And um, as if the uh, Clone Wars prequel fans weren't already freaking out about uh, the episode from two weeks ago, uh, Hayden Christensen appears again at this Hayden time as a hologram. I think that they may have cheaped out a little bit on the on the de-aging CGI because he's a hologram because he looks a little ghoulish looks like in my his opinion. Rebels counterpart, especially when he's like out of focus in the background. <laughs> uh, but so this is a this is a hologram recording that Anakin left behind for Ahsoka, kind of a video training, and he mentions some of their enemies, including Asajj Ventress, yeah. famous uh, expanded universe dark, not Sith necessarily. Not officially, because you can only be two Sith, but Dooku's trained dark side assassin, pretty much. Um, when you say expanded universe... Well, I, I would include anything outside the movies as expanded oh, universe. Oh, okay, because when I hear expanded universe, mo- most times I've seen that referenced as, like, Legends. Well, I mean, technically, she, that's when she was introduced. She was introduced in Legends, originally. She came from well, the 2D animated Clone Wars cartoon. But she's also... In Clone Wars. Yeah, I know. But like, yeah. she has never appeared. It's not, when I say expanded universe, I would say, would a normal person know who this character is or not? Oh, like, have okay. even a chance to. Okay. A normal person okay. has not seen Clone Wars. She's not in the movies. She's not even mentioned in the movies. She so does that. She's, she is in a book, though, Post Order 66. Really? Yes. Um, I assume that she was dead by that point. Uh, well, book spoilers. Um, I think it is, it's either Dark Apprentice or Dark Path. Um, I do not want dark darth bane no um i do not actually have this book but so it's very interesting because um i want to get the title right i don't want legends i want actual real canon it's called dark disciple um and so it is post order 66 and do you know who the other main character in this book is no um jar jar gosh no we already know what happens to him um yep 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 um quinlan voss oh yes we talked about this i think another very famous expanded universe character uh because he was introduced way back when i feel like um in the comics and books and stuff yeah then they retconned him into mm -hmm. phantom menace oh that's right there's like an extra okay that's a question is that character based off that extra or did he yeah. Predate Phantom Menace. Um, I, I'm not quite sure. He probably 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 picked out that extra and I, decided to yes, make him. Yes, I'm a very certain that's what they did. So he doesn't go back as far as I would have thought. No, for I don't some think reason. he does. Um, but still, though, I mean, that's that's still uh, pretty early on, nonetheless. For this, as far from uh, that's like 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get what happens now after the um, training. She finishes ends. the training, um, and then the Purgles are slowing down. Um, <laughs> are you laughing? Why well, does you really laugh at the comment I had when they, uh, um, Hu Young says, according to my instruments, they seem to be slowing down. I just said, slams on brakes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the purple <laughs> come to an abrupt stop and spit out Ahsoka. Yeah. Um, so, purples are slowing down. They go back to the start of the ship. Or the cockpit, and uh, the whales are in distress, um, and they're not quite <laughs> sure why. There's definitely something going on outside, 
And so they're like, okay, we need to get out. So they get out of the of the whale mouth. And Theron <laughs> has set up hundreds of mines. Oh, uh, it's like yeah, tens like of thousands. thousands. Yes, tens of thousands of mines <laughs> outside around the planet, uh-huh. like in rings. And he did that fast. Um, yeah, well... I would presume they were probably already there. Just the only other people we've seen come to this planet maybe, were had authorized access maybe. to it. But so, yeah, they, so um, the whales are just getting s- slammed by all these mines because they, once they're activated, they go towards whatever is moving. Um, so uh, Hu Yang and Ahsoka and their ship, they're able to kind of take cover. And then the Purgles go, uh, we out. Yeah. And they hyperspace jump away. They are gone because, you know, they're wise creatures and they're like uh we are not going to continue <laughs> uh driving through explosions so then suddenly it's just ahsoka and hu yang dodging all the mines and then some fighters get sent out to intercept them and, and destroy this, them this kind of gets into a, a frustration i have with this episode i'm I, I think it eventually gets better i think it ends in a good place this episode this whole segment it goes straight from them flying through a minefield to them flying through the uh quote unquote asteroid belt mm-hmm. around this not asteroid belt sorry that's a whale different bones. term yeah uh the the rings around this planet that are all whale bones flying through that avoiding these fighters it's a very long segment that's it really is that's fun i think it's very it's like incredibly well made like mm-hmm. especially like a tv show like if you showed this to someone 20 years ago mm-hmm. this, i mean this obviously looks better than attack of the clones uh, this looks better than a lot of even movies released in theaters um it looks great for a TV show. Spinning, that's a good trick. Yeah, this sh- this <laughs> this ship spins a lot. I would, I could not, I could not survive in Star Wars, and in one of those ships, <laughs> I would just throw up. But while this is an incredibly well executed sequence, it's very fun. It's very energetic. It's it's exciting. Hu Yang is freaking yeah. out. <laughs> yes. That is a stressed man. Stressed man. It's not really furthering the plot, and something similar to what I said last episode when. Sabine was kind of just wandering the wasteland. I'd be fine if this was the first or second act of mm-hmm. this show, but we're we're in the fourth quarter here. We're at the end. Things really need to ramp up as far as like getting to the point. So it's a little frustrating to have just a long action sequence. I know, like, you, what do you have the inverse of this is, I remember when um, WandaVision came out. People <laughs> were so mad there was no action in that show. And I was like in love with it. Because like, great. Give me something that's not just action. I, I mean, I like action, but I also like storytelling and like different things in a universe. And so I know that they're probably sensitive to the fact that you need like action sequences mm-hmm. uh, or people get bored, unfortunately. Uh, jingle, jingle, jingle. Look at these keys. But um, <laughs> this is just not furthering the plot very much. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying you don't need any of this. I'm just saying you have two things here. You have the... The mines and the chase. Yeah. And I don't feel like you need both. Uh, back to back, at least. So this is my frustration with this show. I don't hate it. It's just a bit frustrating. Now, I will say, so they take uh, shelter in one of the uh, whales or whatever is left of the skeletons. whales. Skeletons. Yeah, skeletons. It's all skeletons in it. Um, and so, <laughs> Niche reference point. Um, oh, the kitty... No, that's people outside. Oh. They're being very loud. <laughs> um, so there's a moment where it kind of cuts back to Thrawn and Thrawn, because they're like, ah, we lost her. And Thrawn's like, Night Sisters find her, and they use Night Sister 
voodoo magic to find uh-huh. her in the asteroid belt. Now there's a comment that um because he knows Ahsoka Tano, he knows that name. Um and so Thrawn says, I want all the information you have on Ahsoka Tano and I think Enoch has it. Well, or, something he's uh, 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 get to it. It would seem like he doesn't know who she is. Yeah, it would seem like he doesn't know who she is. Oh, which, I thought you said she does. Which, that makes sense because um he says, well, and so I'll get to that in a second. He's like, give me the information you have. So they give the information, and he looks at it. And Thrawn says, her master was Anakin Skywalker. Mm-hmm. And Morgan's like, yeah. Because that means nothing to her. That's I think this is like the first time, maybe the second time, we've seen Thrawn look mm-hmm. scared. Oh, yeah. And maybe not, the first one was when... Uh, actually, maybe, I don't know, maybe third. We see whenever he kills Bendu, and Bendu is really vaguely mm. creepy to him and is like, you will die I surrounded see, by... I see your defeat surrounding you, you like, like many arms. Yeah, and Thrawn's like, <laughs> what Freaking is going on? Bendu. And then it actually happens, and it's like, ha It's like, it's Some, actually literal. I saw someone hinting, like no one involved with the production, but someone making a vague fan theory suggestion that Bendu might show up and that really got my hopes up man and for you don't know for those don't know bindu is a large creature who is very sentient he's like a neutral force being he's just a like he lives i mean he's like a big he's a gray jedi (laughs) camera yeah he's not a jedi uh he is from rebels he's just a creature who just lived out in the wilderness yeah and he's an entity uh, kanan just stumbled upon him by accident and he just is a is he's just kind of, of vibing he just yeah. Like, yeah he's a force of nature he's like a big hippie who just he's very intense though yeah uh and he taught canon some some skills but also got really pissed when the empire showed up on the planet and he's like i came out here to not be found and you guys <laughs> screwed it fault. up jedi knight canon jarris he's yeah. so good so voiced good. voiced by uh i'm gonna forget the first name last name baker one of the the most famous Doctor Who's. Mm-hmm. Uh, the f- fifth Doctor, Jim? I think. The one with the famous Jim. No, Jim Baker is a different guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the Doctor Who that's famous for the big scarf. Uh, it's just an incredible voice performance. that's number four. Okay, you're probably right. That's not, ooh, my mom's going to hammer I, you for I've, that one because she loves <laughs> I've never four. seen Doctor Who prior to the and new stuff. And if I'm wrong, I'm getting disowned. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so... If we saw Bindu, I would mm. lose it. Top tier. Though top that's tier. more expensive CGI than trying to do Zeb. We haven't seen Zeb, so <laughs> ah! we do get a Zeb mentioned this yeah, episode, mentioned. though. Um, so, anyways, this is like one of the few times Thrawn looks maybe, maybe not scared, but like he has his oh shit moment because. So here's the thing: um, if you do some timeline, so Thrawn during the Republic time worked with Anakin Skywalker when he was a Jedi. They were on missions together. Um, and this was after Ahsoka left. Someone did the timeline. This is after Ahsoka left. So he would not know who Ahsoka is. Fast uh, forward. I see. Thrawn is one of the few people who knew who Vader was. Yes. And he kind of flaunts that in Vader's face, but not in a specific way that would actually get him killed. <laughs> but he like mentions anakin skywalker a couple of times so either he theorized it or he like if he didn't know he was probably like 90 percent sure of who vader was so with this context makes total sense that thrawn sees who trained her and he's like 
Yeah, a guy like Thrawn oh. would only need to see Vader fight once and figure out who he is. And and so I think and Morgan catches on this too because she's like, "What's wrong?" And he kind of he kind of he recovers and he's like, he says something about Ahsoka. This means our enemy is very unpredictable. Um, so Thrawn's going to be, have to be playing four D chess or five D chess really to counter Ahsoka. Um, he already plays four D chess on his own, but. Yeah, so I liked that. I thought that was kind of interesting because I'm like, that's. Yeah. I think that's a valid reaction if you knew that Vader is Anakin Skywalker and knew who Anakin <laughs> Skywalker was. It Anakin is that what this is about, Skywalker? <laughs> um, <laughs> to be kind of like, oh, uh, our hands just got a whole lot more full. Um, so yeah, um, so yeah, that was interesting. Uh, we kind of. Uh, I didn't take a lot of notes this this Yeah, so I've this. got it planned in front okay, of me so okay, I can Okay, good, good. So I don't... uh They call off the the fighters. They're trying to uh Thrawn just makes some vague statements about trying to lead Ahsoka down a predictable path Dude into is their sweating. hands. Sweating. He's kind of sweating right now. <laughs> He's like <laughs> We cut to Sabine and Ezra in their mobile home as now, the entire group is traveling. It's a caravan. <laughs> yeah, a caravan of these fun it's, turtle it's, guys. It's it's burning man. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> mm, some some of these men burn in this episode. Oh, okay. Uh so mm-hmm. uh Sabine is catching Ezra up on everything that happened since he left and being vague and not giving him answers about how she got there or where Ahsoka is or or anything, really. And that's pretty much the gist of the conversation as far as I can remember. And then um, then Balin and Shin and the other raiders show up. There's a bunch of those raiders. They recruited. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a good like amount eight. of them. Um, and then uh, Thrawn uses the Night Sisters to locate where Ahsoka is hiding amongst all the skeletons. Bones. We're, man, we are just shy of Spooktober. Oh, we're we close. are. It's September 27th today. And then Ahsoka reaches out in the force to try to find Sabine. And Hu Young says to her, do you think your connection is that strong? And then Ahsoka's like, Shh. everything goes quiet. <laughs> and it is almost if not entirely identical to the exact sound editing of when ray and kylo do their force uh mm-hmm. uh facetime in in last jedi of how like everything goes quiet like a dot di- <laughs> like the dyad yeah yeah, yeah i mean there's yeah. but yes they're I, able to do theirs because of their dyad yes. because they're across but this the is galaxy master and apprentice, yeah this is a master and apprentice they're much closer yeah. she knows and they don't even see each other they just connect emotionally it's a significantly weaker connection but it's a very similar pay per minute force call (laughs) yes and i love this i think this is very visually well done it's the first time i think what they're going for is we're really seeing sabine have her first real force force encounter can you imagine your teacher just pops into your head (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no thank you so so here's the thing that i thought was very interesting because we've seen so, of course, we've seen the Force Dyad between Kylo and Rey, which is uh-huh. so strong. Uh-huh. That's a that's so strong to the fact that they can visually see. And Ahsoka ends up being able to pinpoint where Sabine is. But, like, it, it is actually quite literally like a FaceTime 
or like between Ray and Ben. Mm-hmm. Almost said Ren and Bay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, so, but it kind of ma- reminds me of. So it's been a while since we've seen season seven of Clone Wars. Funnily enough, that's the only season Cameron has seen, and the first season we I ever watched. Um, when it <laughs> I've came seen out. some of season one and two of Clone yeah, Wars. Yeah, I just mean like full season. In other scattered episodes. Yeah. But yeah, season seven is the only... Well, I've seen all of season one and season two. Oh, okay. I didn't know Just that. way back and I've seen oh, scattered man, episodes. Oh, all the seasons to watch. Well, yeah, I know, but... <laughs> um, I burnt, But then I went through and I looked through the episode description and I'm like, okay, which episodes am I going to want to watch? Which episodes I to watch? And I chose to watch the episode I knew I'd be interested in. And so, I mean, this also stretches back through, but it kind of reminds me in season seven when Ahsoka is leaving with the sisters she's leaving coruscant and yeah, anakin not, not the night sisters to clarify the no not uh, the night sisters like, um they have like a particular name they're in the bad batch like the the whereas sisters or something like that something like they're they, yeah they were the two sisters that like took ahsoka in and she worked for them um in season seven um so there's a scene where anakin is in a command tower um on coruscant and it's the big main command tower um because, you know, Ahsoka's a, uh, Ahsoka's been gone for a while. The last time, uh, you know, he saw her, they absolved her of her crimes, um, but she still left. I mean, valid. I, probably, I don't know. I would have been tempted to do the same. And so this ship actually flies out without um, clearance codes. And um, the Admiral, he's whoever is the narrator for Cold Wars, it's that actor. Um, he, uh, asks Anakin, he was like, whoa, wait, that doesn't have clearance codes. Do we, do we impound it? Do we call it down? And Anakin doesn't answer and he closes his eyes and he senses, he can sense Ahsoka on the ship and Ahsoka can do the same thing. We don't hear the voices, Mm -hmm. but they sense each other. And Anakin's like, no, let it go. And we see the same thing in Return of the Jedi with Anakin, with Vader and Luke. With, it's Luke's that scene where Luke's like, I should not have come. I've just endangered all yeah. of you. But this is almost like it's almost the other direction. Those two instances you just described is like a Jedi has within their their like proximity, mm-hmm. like force detection yeah, yes. field. And, but that's what I, that's what I'm saying. It's specifically detection. It's not voices. Yeah. But, but it's like, like it's some. It's not some like this. This in Ahsoka is not so. Is not like just randomly out of left field. Mm-hmm. We have seen connections sure, sure, between sure. that at distances before. But I would say what distinguishes these two things. Why would it would require more? Yes. Rather yes. Than just I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying it's the same at all. No, I know. I'm saying it's like the distinction. Like what is what distinguishes yes. these two sequences between what you're describing and this scene is, whereas those sequences, someone has entered the Jedi's area and they sense it. In this instance, it's a Jedi specifically reaching out, trying to find a specific person mm-hmm. in an unknown area. Mm-hmm. And it it's one of the few times a Jedi power feels like something's happening. Like mm-hmm. they're doing something. Like normally Jedi powers are actually vague, normally either vague feelings or very specific, like force push or jump or whatever. Whereas this is like more mystical. And people have been really talking about how mystical this show is and... Stark contrast to Andor Magic. being just straightforward normal Very people wizard. throwing bricks at each other. Uh, this is this is like a gosh, lot I of... love Andor. It's so good. <laughs> um, so I, I like the and it's just cool to see. This is like one of the times where both actors really nail what's going on. Ahsoka nails her end. The actress who plays Sabine really nails the the facial performance Natasha. of having the feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's a cool scene. 
and then that's also at that moment that's when they're found their location is pinged yeah so thrawn's star destroyer they no it's not the star destroyer it's, it's the, the ring the, the, the eye of the, scion the uses one, its cannons the one ring to rule them all and they uh they flush out ahsoka she goes for um for sabine this leads uh well so then we get a sequence where i'm watching it right now um the Balin and Shin and the Raiders attack the caravan and we get like a chase sequence here and we get uh, the uh, the turtle people just throw in whatever they have on so hand. So good. And, they're, and they are making an impact. And I'm trying to think, this feels very reminiscent of a different movie. There's another movie where like characters are just throwing, oh, it's Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. where they don't have any cannonballs yeah. and so they, they start li- loading the cannons with whatever. With silverware uh-huh. and kitchenware. Uh-huh. Um, and they're helping. <laughs> yes. And it's a very I, fun the, sequence. The scene of... Um, uh, the scene uh of in that Pirates of the Caribbean of uh them doing like the forks and stuff uh-huh. is ingrained where it launches and it hits uh um, <laughs> one of the t- the guy with the wooden eye hits him yeah, in the, right in the wooden eye right in the wooden eye that is ingrained <laughs> in my eyes <laughs> that series forever. is so gross um it's not pierogi that's not the name I'm thinking of uh, um, it's rigetti yes <laughs> that's his pierogi name. <laughs> I was close. So the raiders take down one of the uh, turtle people's turtle people. uh, their home <laughs> shot his wheels car. out <laughs> and so Ezra refuses to leave him behind and so they circle up and go back and save him And what him. did you say Cameron? I don't remember. He said he leaves the 99 oh, for the 1. Yeah, so up to this point we're making a bunch of Jesus jokes which has been it's a common joke on all the internet this last week. Wake up, babe! New, wake up, babe! New space Jesus just dropped it was the favorite one I saw um, because everyone everyone says that um, Obi Wan, like specifically tag of clothes, uh-huh. looks very much like a stereotypical picture of Jesus Christ. Yeah, and then the jokes of <laughs> Ezra. <laughs> uh, ah, I love it. So funny. So Ahsoka and Hu Young show up to help, and uh, who. Sabine's plan, no, sorry, Ahsoka's plan is to jump out of the ship. And who is Anakin. really concerned about this? But I said to you, this is just basic Jedi stuff. Yeah. Jumping out of a moving ship. Is, Jedi do that every episode of the Clone Wars. Especially if you, yeah, especially if you're Anakin Skywalker's Padawan. You just, <laughs> you just jump. Like, that's, I feel like, especially like maybe even specifically Ahsoka, that's like her thing. Yeah. Like, like, like the big. I, climactic moment of clone war season I, seven i did make that reference i did comment i was like she survived a free fall from a venator she's fine <laughs> and so but she does in doing so lead the empire well this the night troopers the this imperial remnant straight to our so, other heroes um and who does she land like 10 feet from <laughs> Balin. <laughs> <laughs> who is yet again standing pensively by himself uh-huh. looking at the sky this, this man is the full he's a philosopher someone should credit no not credit uh calculate how much of how much? percentage of uh ray stevenson's paycheck went to him just standing around that's why he had that like hallway scene at the beginning because he just stands <laughs> for the rest of the season uh-huh. uh but her landing next to Balin having an uh a re- a rematch. It's so funny because she lands in the, and they're both kind of like, oh, huh, hi. <laughs> ha. Ha. <laughs> um, <clears throat> her having her rematch against Balin re- is em- emblematic of something I do love about this show, which is our heroes and villains are constantly interacting. And one thing we forgot to mention is that um, 
Balin has sent the raiders in Shin. Like he sends Shin by herself. He does not go mm, with her. Yeah, Shin is with the raiders it. attacking. Yeah. And she's like, you're not Ezra. going with me. And he's like, no, go claim your place in this new empire. Kill mm. Ezra and kill, kill Bridger and kill Ren. And it's, it's kind of interesting because I kind of got this feeling that Shin was kind of pissed. Hmm. I got this feeling that she was just kind of, it's almost like she's like, are you for real? <laughs> yeah, there, we'll definitely get back to that in a moment. Because that, that little thread continues. But Balin and Ahsoka, what I was getting at a moment ago, was the villains and heroes in this series are constantly interacting, which I love because too many of these kinds of stories, superhero stuff, science fiction stuff, action movies, the if the hero and villain ever meet, sometimes they don't even meet, um, it's at the very end mm-hmm. of the thing. And ultimately, you just have like two different stories going on that are barely related. You have the hero's story and the villain's story. And I much prefer most stories for the villain and hero to interact so that mm-hmm. they have a reason to hate each other. Yeah. And they, you get the, like, that's, like, what is the best, like, when people think of this kind of stuff, the, the people love Batman and Joker talking in the Dark Knight. That's what people love, is just the hero and villain talking. Fighting is great, but talking is even better a lot of the time. Um, especially like the fighting only works if they've talked before and so just the amount of like the distinctions the parallels between shin and sabine and ahsoka and balin and now obviously we haven't had as many interactions with thrawn but we've had those in the past we've Mm -hmm. had those in the other shows so we don't need that as much now because we know but at the very least we did get an interaction between thrawn and sabine so we've seen that um and so they continue to fight, and um, she, uh, she uh, Shin she, shows up to fight Ezra, and I don't know if it's no, it's not Shin. It's just the Raiders. Yeah. Um. So the so Ezra and Sabine and, and the other turtle people they they circle up and they get out of their car. And Sabine tries to give Ezra his uh-huh. his almost said laser his uh, <laughs> lightsaber. Yes. And Ezra refuses it and says, the Jedi, the, the I mean, sorry, the Force is, is my ally. And this is the most baller move, man. I, ever since Last Jedi, the ending of Last Jedi, where Luke, instead of this is a doing what everyone Last expects him Jedi to do. Last Jedi Stan podcast. Uh-huh, when, when Luke projects himself and, quote unquote, fights Kylo oh without gosh. actually fighting I him. I love it. That made me realize... That's very Qui-Gon of him. And that with in uh, parallel to uh, Yoda not ever fighting... I mean, he's never in a chance to fight in the original trilogy. But, like, you don't see him with a lightsaber. You don't see him do any fighting. He's just running around his his swamp, cackling. And when Obi-Wan says, if you strike me down, I will become more powerful than I could possibly imagine. He doesn't come back to life as a warrior. He becomes an ethereal force ghost. And we see Luke fight against the dark side in Return of the Jedi when Vader's trying to, when the Empire's trying to goad him into a fight and Luke says, I won't fight you. He he throws his lightsaber away. Yeah. All of these led me to the conclusion that the absolute pinnacle of being a Jedi is not fighting. Well, I mean, do we, we all, go ahead. Sorry, don't we see that almost with Kanan at the end of season four? Yes. He, I mean, granted, there's not a really a lot of options. Mm-hmm. We see it at um, K2 
Kanan. Kanan sacrificed himself. He could have probably just jumped down and tried to go fight, but he didn't. And we see it with Ezra at the end of season four. Instead of going to mm-hmm. fight Thrawn, he yeets them both into yeah. space. So, I mean... So, I guess I, I, I would track my phrase... I mean, yes. Ultimately, if a Jedi could solve a problem without fighting, that is the pinnacle. Yes. But that's not always possible. Yes. So, more broadly, I would say a Jedi relies solely on the Force. Mm-hmm. That the lightsaber... Yes. While I love it's lightsabers... A t- it's a tool. It's a crutch. Oh. It's it's a thing that a younger Jedi needs because they can't, they can't rely on the Force as much because they're not trained as well. But what, you get to a certain point where... You both have the talent and training and skill and experience, but also mm-hmm. the understanding mm-hmm. of how the force works. And you do away with the lightsaber, the weapon, and you purely become a, a, a Jedi who relies on the force to solve your problems. Either you do have to fight, but it's significantly less brutal and less lethal. Mm-hmm. And you give your enemies a chance to give up. Yeah. Like by force pushing, like what we see in this sequence is... As we're doing a lot of force pushing, mm-hmm. that gives you. I mean, I'm I'm extrapolating and, and adding my own analysis here, but I would say that gives your enemy a chance to give up. You're not blatantly. Try, you're either trying to knock them mm-hmm. out or you're trying to get to scare them. Mm-hmm. And a lightsaber is a brutal weapon. And and nonetheless, the fact that he re- denied using a lightsaber and just purely wanted to use the force and that line, "The force is my ally," so good. And we went, true Jedi, true Jedi, true Jedi, true Jedi. Um, and except that that quote taken directly from Yoda. That's what Yoda said in The Empire Strikes Back is the Force. Uh, I, I don't know how Yoda specifically says it, but he says a very similar line about the Force being his. He got all of his, uh, Ezra on this planet has collected all of his Lego studs and has become <laughs> a true Yes, good Lego Star Wars reference. Um, so they fight. Um, they've taken out the Raiders, but... Um, Oh, uh, so Hu Yang also distracts, or basically kind of carpet bombs Balin, um, and and distracts Balin because, I mean, that would personally distract me too, I think, if I got carpet bombed, (laughs) and creates a dust cloud with enough time for, um, Ahsoka to steal his horse dog and escape to go help Sabine and Ezra. And it's funny because Balin just kind of stands there after, after that, almost kind of like, hmm pensively again once more <laughs> um so uh the two squadrons that were sent that thrawn sent after ahsoka and Yang ship uh have now you know located the battlefield and so uh good chunk of night troopers are there and uh they surround sabine and ezra and in one of the most <laughs> peak ezra moments because uh, Shin goes, kill them. And Ezra goes, wait! He puts his hands out. And they surprisingly, they wait, which is funnily <laughs> and funny enough. Um, he goes, we could talk about this, which is the most on-brand Ezra thing he could do. We see Ezra pulling stuff like that in Rebels all the time. Just, un- just wacky things like that i thought that was very peak ezra um and he tries to surrender which is he's yeah he goes yeah you take his prisoner which is hilarious because he's done that so many times um not like like fake surrendered which i think is against the geneva convention actually <laughs> um i think it's i think it's actually a war crime to fake surrender and then take advantage of your enemies 
anyways, um, and then Ahsoka As- saves them. Yes, Ahsoka saves them. It's suddenly uh, three Jedi, and they start fighting, and they just start decimating. Oh man, these. we skipped over something. So um, how maybe. Shin enters the scene, or maybe it's after this. Oh, Ezra force blocks her lightsaber because. Yeah, that, that's also very yes. cool. But she comes out of nowhere, and he narrowly dodges oh, it. And she it, cut his hair. And it singes his hair. He was like, and man, it's just like little things like that. Just like these, these the comments, the fight scene, it's how very, the lightsaber looks when he's like forced holding it back. Yeah, this sequence I freaking it was love. so good, so because good because we are getting character stuff. We're, we're mm-hmm. getting to see what Ezra's like now. We're getting interactions between Ezra and Sabine. Interactions mm-hmm. between them and Shin. It's different from the space battle. I love space battles, but space battles don't really give enough space for, uh, space. yeah, uh-huh, for character development. Whereas land battles like this, and especially, especially once they get out of their little pod mobile homes, mm-hmm. it becomes almost entirely practical. You have guys in actual stormtrooper costumes, guys in actual uh, raider costumes. Like everything that's happening is really happening, as mm-hmm. opposed to space battles, which are like entirely CGI. Mm-hmm. It's just so satisfying. We're getting, and it's, again, we already, if you're a Rebels fan, you already know who Ezra is as a character. So you're just getting to like Stand. appreciate him being there. Um, and one more, one more comment about you saying the, the surrendering and trying to talk it out to. was very Ezra. And a, another element of them trying to really capture Ezra, the character in the cartoon most people would say he has purple eyes. According to Wikipedia, he has blue eyes. Yeah. If this is blue, this is like the deepest blue possible. Yeah. They are clearly CGI. It's funny that both him and Thrawn have CGI eyes. And Hera. I think yeah, they did yeah, Hera, um, too. Ezra's eyes in this are so bright. That is a blue-eyed <laughs> man. And I appreciate it. It's not like totally overly done, but it does make him a look a little bit more man. like the cartoon character, um, which is a lot of fun. Yeah. It's so, um, Ahsoka shows up. Um... And it's kind of just like Shin at this point. And well, actually, no, it's not just Shin at this point. Um, so they've killed a, some of the stormtroopers, and then Thrawn's like, uh, call him back. Thrawn mm-hmm. is watching this from his little, I don't know, NFL football drone. <laughs> that was the only thing I could relate it to. This little drone flies away. He's like, call him back. And he calls back the stormtroopers, night troopers. And he makes a comment that we're missing a player. Lord Balin Skull. Yeah. And Morgan is constantly he, he's like... He's very smug about He's this. very anti-Balin Skull. <laughs> like, I think um, the fact that he's a former Jedi really puts him off. Yeah. And he, like, feels very... He seemingly feels very... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, he knew Balin was going to fail. And he's yeah. like, whether man, he didn't even try. Whether he knows Balin is actually alive or not. Maybe yeah. he thinks he's dead. Maybe he thinks Ahsoka killed him. Mm. But, um, so... The... <laughs> Sorry, our editor's trying to fit a box, an empty box of floss in her mouth right now. <laughs> um, it's like nothing's happening. Um. Anyways, so uh, Ahsoka Thrawn, Thrawn oh, sorry, calls continue, back continue. the night. The night troopers dip, and then yes. it's just Shin against three Jedi. And Did she always have eye makeup? Yes. I did not notice before. It looks oh. very... I think it's because this is just broad daylight yeah, now. Yeah, it's actually the lighting. Instead of her just, like, staring unblinkingly into <laughs> the camera as she flies a ship through space. Um, so, yeah, she's always had eye makeup. And so, uh, at least as far as I'm aware in most scenes, uh, mm-hmm. maybe it's a little more in this scene. Maybe she had time to her makeup before they left. I don't know. Um, so, it's uh, just Shin and Ahsoka. Uh, sorry, I just... No, Ahsoka's you're good, you're good. like... 
I can help you. She offers for Shin to join them. Mm -hmm. And Shin looks big confused. And I think she actually looks, she looks pissed to me. Mostly that she's been been abandoned by her entire side. Yeah, abandoned by Balin first. And then ultimately, you know, by the forces. And so she just turns and runs away. (laughs) Yes. Um, Saying nothing. uh, And to quickly take a step back to Thrawn explains why he's bringing back all his troops oh, yeah pretty much it pretty much boils down to we're about to be done and ready to leave yeah. they can't I mean, stop us so we're just gonna leave yeah and i mean and he's like they don't have a way he's like he's kind of implying you know purple's probably not gonna come back mm-hmm. they're stuck here now yeah and so i'm a little annoyed by this because i really love this whole sequence and it feels like it is a little anticlimactic with all stormtroopers just retreating <laughs> but if you think about it he does have limited stormtroopers. Yeah. As soon as the tables turn and Ahsoka is there and Balin's not, it's mm-hmm. like, mm, he calculates, he's like, we're going to lose too many. Even if we did win, we would lose too many stormtroopers. And yeah. I need these guys. Like, yeah. I don't know how many stormtroopers there are back in the other galaxy. And, but it does feel like he's like, actually, you could see this kind of as a win for us. Like, it's, it's a little too, like, it kind of goes back to, um, Palpatine's always like, this is exactly as I have foreseen. Like, everything's <laughs> always as he foresees. And sometimes it makes sense and sometimes it doesn't. With Thrawn, everything's always a part of his plan. Everything is always like, actually, I won because this happened. And, I won because I didn't lose. <laughs> and uh, he, he almost starts to make sense. He says, Ahsoka has lost the one thing that she can't, time. And I do like the idea of, it does make sense to a degree of, we just needed to delay these people. Mm-hmm. We needed to just rattle, rattle them up, give they them a fight. They were almost done packing up whatever they were getting mm-hmm. from the catacombs, which is, I want to know what's in there. But like, I just don't know how much time was actually lost by them doing this. Like, They were almost done loading the cargo when I think Ahsoka was showing up. Mm-hmm. So, Or maybe that was towards the end, but... Yeah, it just doesn't. It feels like I really like like why I think people love Thrawn. I, I'm not really familiar with his original appearances, but at least his uh, his rebels appearances is there. Even when he did quote unquote lose, he always gained something he wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite bits is like they know that they have a spy, and um, it's Callus. Uh, you can never remember his and name, Cameron. There's a map that has all of they're trying to find the rebel base and uh thrawn is narrowing down the options of potential planets and they delete one they delete it that one and he notices <laughs> and he's like there's something missing here yeah and ha! so while callus escapes and no, the, the rebels get away in that episode no, he doesn't oh, oh he, i guess like he, his cover isn't blown he doesn't yeah escape. um they're, the, they're trying to stop the rebel obviously yes. his objective is to capture the rebels and they escape in that episode so he technically loses but he gets the information he yeah, wants he's like and that episode ends with you being oh crap like that's always what, what would happen with those episodes of rebels with thrawn is the episode would end and you'd be like oh crap thrawn got actually got what he wanted it didn't really feel like that happened here like it didn't really feel like oh crap thrawn actually won in this instance like yes he was able to delay them and they're about to leave, but it didn't feel like... And and he did, before the battle even started, he got what he wanted. They, she, Sabine, uh, sorry, Ahsoka led them straight to where Ezra mm-hmm. was. But 
it also doesn't feel like Ezra should have been that hard to find. There's very little on this planet, and they're traveling around in big metal mobile homes. I actually saw a very interesting quote about this. Is probably one of the most like poetic comments I've ever seen on Facebook. And some people were com- some people were having that same question. How did the Night Sisters notice Ahsoka, but they couldn't find Ezra? Oh, and someone that's a really said, good question. This is, like I said, this is the most poetic thing I've seen on Facebook, like, ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, let me read it. It's easy to see where a stone is thrown into the water as it creates ripples, but to find a specific stone sitting quietly in the riverbed is a different story. Ahsoka's arrival rustles the threads of fate as a new variable arrives, where Ezra is already a known quantity. Hmm. Yeah, he he gets settled in and he's kind of living nomadically. That's vibing. Vibing. That's fair enough. Man (laughs) is pure vibes. Um, So, you know, Shin escapes. Um, There's like an, I like this reunion between Sabine and Ahsoka. It's a little, it's just a little awkward um, because Sabine is like, sorry. um, Because they didn't exactly, you know, have the best terms before they were separated. Um, but I like the reunion that Ahsoka has with Ezra. It's very I sweet. I agree. I agree. So, it's, um, it's a great ending to, especially the second half is a great episode. Really love the energy, love the mm-hmm. fun of this episode. I did realize halfway through this sequence that it's a very gray, like it's just lacking color. This kind of goes back to what I said last episode of, I really was hoping this other galaxy would be, more fanciful and have Mm -hmm. and it's just this gray it's like being in michigan in the winter it's just not fun yeah um so i've got there's a couple things i wanted to call we forgot to comment on it's when we first see sabine and ezra in this um episode sabine is pretty much kind of catching ezra up on everything that's happened since he's been gone the fall of the empire and all of that Mm -hmm. um She's like, uh, the em- and he goes, so the emperor's dead? And she's like, that's what they say. Uh-huh. Another somewhat meta joke. Yeah. Um, after last week's long time ago, Galaxy Far, far Away. And also, the first part is always best um, joke. Yeah. And and we get our Zeb reference. Uh, no Zeb oh, sightings. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. he's like, so... Because she's, she's catching him up on where everyone is. And he's like, so... Hera's with the New Republic and Zeb's training recruits, which would make sense that why he was on that island in Mando season three. Yeah, yeah. That base if he's training people. Uh, specific in... lack of someone else. Um, <laughs> His boyfriend. No mention. That put in my head is the idea of a show of uh, of Zeb having a, a school, <laughs> which could be a lot of fun, I think. Oh, <laughs> that'd be cute. Um, so... That was kind of fun. And so one thing I mentioned, like, right as the episode ended was that I told Cameron, I don't know, I feel like Shin is going to kill Balin next episode. Could very well I, happen. That yeah. was, I don't know. She, w- I just felt, I just got the vibe, the energy that she, you know, I, I don't know. She, she looked mad to me when he was like, I'm not going to help you with this. You have to do this. She looked mad. And so she's kind of been abandoned. So I don't know. It feels like. Balin is very set in where he is in the force. Um, like as a force user and Shin feels like she's traipsing that traipsing into that dark side. So, I mean, it's very usual for dark side users to kill their masters. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And while this whole series had, has had very clear parallels between Sabine, Ahsoka and Shin and Balin, Balin uh, typically when you have, 
the villains and heroes are paralleling for the most part at the end they end in two very different places it feels like ahsoka and sabine are going to make up and reform their connection well the opposite of that (laughs) things are a little tense back home on the range um so next week is the last episode yes which is we're ready for it oh gosh so let's go i'm i'm really psyched it's like i said last week we have very much i hope it's long (laughs) yes we have very much blown past my worry of having little to no thrawn or ezra we've gotten a great amount i obviously would have liked more but i'm happy with what we've gotten so far it's been great um now i just hope for something that's got some closure not complete i want to see the zepho <laughs> i want to see the zepho I, just, I want something more than just a cliffhanger like i love cliffhangers i think like favorite star wars thing is empire strikes back i, I think that movie both has an incredible complete story and a cliffhanger you can do both so i'm hoping that it just feels like this season of ahsoka told its own story I, you probably are going to get some sort of closure with shin and balin so there's there's that and you're probably going to get some sort of closure with the relationship of ahsoka and sabine um and that's probably good enough that's probably good enough um i think it's a fun episode really looking forward to the end um some fun comments off of reddit that i'm seeing here uh ezra so much has changed while I was gone. What do you mean Jabba's dead? <laughs> oh, yeah. Senator Organa killed him in a bikini. <laughs> Zeb is training recruits off screen. He not- met Leia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is hysterical. Zeb is training recruits off screen, not eating up budget. <laughs> oh, no. Um. So, yeah. <laughs> Our editor is get- doing a big stretch. Yeah, she's- she wants to eat the floss container. Do you have any final comments before we go into meme minute? I'm excited and anxious where we're going to go next. It's going to be good. One more week. What a perfect time to have an Amando episode. Oh. I would be pissed. Can you imagine just the... Fu- <laughs> They're like, oh, crap. <laughs> we Oops. need Mando in this. Oops. <laughs> or we, get, we just get a Boba Fett episode. <laughs> What's he been up to? <laughs> um... Well, welcome to the final segment of our show called Meme Minute, but it's longer than a minute because it normally goes on for like 20 minutes, um, which I don't know how that relates to a meme parsec or a meme astro second. But nonetheless, uh, Rachel, do you have any videos to show I do. Week? I have two videos and I actually it. saved them instead of just opening them on TikTok. Ah, good call. They're both the same theme. Someone on TikTok, um, Cole at Cole right now, has been doing some hysterical Donald Trump impressions. <laughs> okay themed about how donald donald trump would probably be commenting on star wars events as if he was in star wars let's do it and so this it's just i got two i, don't, I only did two my favorite one got deleted and i'm really quite sad <laughs> <laughs> newt gunray is a failure the invasion of naboo was a colossal mistake so big i recently spoke to him via hollow trans receiver Somehow, I could still smell his terrible breath. So disgusting. That's great. I, I got no one. It's just, they're cracking me up. My favorite one was when he did about Django Fett, and I think it got deleted. I'm so oh, sad. No. I'm so sad because he makes comments like, great man, we need more of him. Uh, which is clone joke. Clone humor, I guess uh, you could I say. See. I see. Um, I just enjoyed a warm meal at lifelong friend Dexter Jester's <laughs> Texas Diner on Coruscant. 
so beautiful, it's delicious, and he still has a name to sandwich after me as requested, so what gives, Dax? Your ratings would go through the roof. I guarantee it, and so true. Yes, the, the Larry David sandwich. What about the Donald Trump sandwich, Dax? What's going on? Anyways, it's just, uh, I don't know, it's just so funny. He's too good at it. <laughs> He's too good at that impression. Um, that's all the videos I got. Well, I've got a meme here. Um, this has been a very common joke this last week. You actually already mentioned it. Um, <laughs> but it's a little bit little bit more of a twist on it from what you already what said. Twist. It's got a photo of uh, Attack of the Clones, Obi-Wan, and a photo of live-action Ezra. <laughs> and it just says, over Obi-Wan, what people think Jesus looked like. <laughs> And then over Ezra, what Jesus actually looked We've like. We've made so many chosen references. <laughs> what uh, else you got, Rachel? Um, purely visual. Ah, I got this one too. Oh, man. <laughs> so this is a picture of the first sighting of Enoch when he turns around, but someone has photoshopped it so his mask is popped off and, bo- and it's Babu Free it's as if he's so controlling It's funny. Him. It's really well photoshopped too. It's really, really good. I oh, like that so one a good. lot. Um, Another very common joke that was occurring this week. This is a classic uh, Rebels joke. This says, didn't Jabba the Hutt die in Return of the Jedi? How is he still alive in Ahsoka? Is Dave really going to ignore original trilogy canon like that? And has a photo of Ezra from last week's episode. Ah, I've seen It's so funny. Okay, am I going to get in trouble if I post this one on Twitter? Well, let's take a look. Oh, I think I had this one in the previous episode. Are you sure? I, I feel like I've I, sent it to you. I before. know I've seen it. I feel like I've sent it okay, to you. Okay, maybe that was what it was. So for for context, <laughs> is for the people who can't see this visual in, meme in the uh, peanut gallery tonight, um, it is one of the many iterations of Megatron, and it is spelled Megatron with a red cap, uh, <laughs> wearing. Um, a gray camo shirt that says God's country camo cutoff jean shorts and he's holding a Trump 2020 flag. Ah, <laughs> I sometimes do disrespect just the bizarreness of some memes. It I spent three really hours bizarre. one time trying to find the, trying to find this very specific image <laughs> and I just came across it by accident this week. That's wonderful. And this was like three months ago I was trying to find this. So this one's kind of visual but it's got a fun uh, pun or wordplay to go with it. Um, it's got an image here of like a, a, move, a mobile mop bucket that's blue and red. And it just says, Moptimus Prime Optimus. thinks we wouldn't notice him. <laughs> it that's looks a, a lot cute. like Optimus Prime. This, look, I know I bring it up way too often, but I'm going to bring it up again. This is what the Transformers should be turning into. Mundane objects. Mundane objects. This would be, truly be in disguise. Be minivans. Imagine how many people you could assassinate if you could d- disguise yourself as a mop bucket. As a mop <laughs> Anyways. Uh, it says, Dry Bones Come Alive by the Night Sisters. I think you have to explain this one to me. It's like, it's the joke of uh, uh, the theory of the resurrected troopers. Okay. That's a worship song, correct? Yeah. Dry bones. I don't, I'm not. Oh, okay. I see. So, this, so okay. So the Im- it's not a good image because uh, Thrawn is front and center. Okay. But the theory that all these night troopers are, are like dead yeah. bodies brought back yes. to life. Dry bones come it's alive. A reference from I the see. Bible book Ezekiel. I see. Yeah. Um. So this is um 
two panels from a, an anime that I've never seen, so I'm not familiar with, but I have seen this meme format before. Um, it's a little girl push, pushing another girl on a wheelchair, and the, the girl pushing the wheelchair is labeled as Vice Admiral Rampart. Is this a Simpsons meme? No. And the girl in the wheelchair is cap, Captain, Captain Wilco, and Rampart says, submit a new report that doesn't mention Clone Force 99. Wilco says, sir, I will not falsify an official report. And the little girl just dumps Wilco in off the cliff. <laughs> Which is a great reference, a very particular reference to one of our... our is that first episode of this podcast? Was that episode of Bad Batch? It might have been. It was the second episode, though. Uh, but they released the first two episodes yeah. at the same time, didn't they? So that, that is a joke that goes all the way back to our first episode of the podcast. And um, I, I loved it. Um, Palpatine, after the Jedi, tell him he's under arrest. Oh, we, no. We have a man. <laughs> we have a man, oh, man fighting what appears to be basketball mascots. Um, there's one already lying on the floor, captioned Kit Fisto, and the guy captioned Palpatine is um, th- holding a metal chair uh, to bring it down on a mascot captioned Mace Windu at like Mach 5 speed. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good it's a good one this one's purely visual but i wanted to get uh rachel's reaction to this mm, another that. in a similar vein to the magatron just like people's bizarre photoshop mm, that choices. looks like that looks like ai generated yeah i'm not sure how real or not real this is probably not real at all but it's a bunch of stormtroopers <laughs> it's four stormtroopers and they have been photoshopped so that they have the texture and colors and the head things of the Teletubbies. The Teletubbies. They look fuzzy, too. And I don't it like looks it. real. Like They look like yeah. they exist. Ugh. Whether these are actual costumes. 501st is doing yeah, they're a lot. Pre- <laughs> they're particularly 501st Stormtroopers as well. Um, bizarre. I meant image. like the 501st cosplay group. Oh, sorry. No, they're First Order Stormtroopers yeah. is what I meant to say. Um, so this is a comic panel being said by Vader. The reports are correct. Skywalker was one of the Jedi Order's most skilled generals. And someone off panels asking what happened to him. But the image below uh-huh. is, um, yeah. <laughs> is yes. um, a president giving the Medal of Honor to someone. It's So it's, the original... Man, this, this is multiple layers. The original image is an image of Obama yes. giving... The Medal of uh, Honor. Medal, to uh, Biden, Biden, but someone then photoshopped it so that it was Obama, Obama giving a medal to Obama, and self. now it's va- it's Anakin, Anakin giving, giving a medal, medal to, to Anakin. Himself. I almost made a reference to that meme format in this episode when we were watching it yesterday. There's a part where uh, Thrawn says something like, we have so wisely been prepared for Ahsoka's uh, arrival. Like, we so, so, we so uh, wisely assume that she wasn't dead mm-hmm. and it's like it's a thrawn congratulating himself for <laughs> making a very wise decision yeah we got, you got um so popular meme from uh the original toby mcguire spider-man movie of toby mcguire or peter parker and flash thompson about to fight except for it's ahsoka and Anakin and Ahsoka says, "I don't want to fight you, Anakin." And Ahsoka says, "I wouldn't want to." F- I mean, Anakin says, "I wouldn't want to fight me either." <laughs> um, so this got? is a picture of someone pouring out a cup of coffee into an overflowing cup of coffee. Uh, the hand is captioned "me" and the empty cup pouring out. My knowledge of Star Wars and the overflowing cup. Anyone who will listen. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> that's horrible. That's a very gross image. All it- that coffee. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, you're not a coffee drinker. I hate coffee. Athena, let us. But just shame the thought him. of just like dairy product going all over the table. Mm. Uh, so this is Cameron's it, never spilled anything in his life. Look, I'm, I I have and I hate it. So seeing it in that image, is, it's visceral. It's a very visceral image. Uh, this is uh, Vader and Luke talking at the very end of Empire Strikes Back during the "You, I am your father," um, but. It's instead Vader is Mace Windu and Luke is Boba Fett. And Windu says, surrender, I have won. And Boba says, never, you killed my father. Mace says, no, Boba, you are your father. <laughs> no! no! <laughs> I got three joke. more. I don't know how many you have. I've got four more oh you kept scrolling i got scared um, <laughs> no you don't understand they're going to use the world between worlds to erase the sequel trilogy and it's a guy talking to <laughs> yeah, I think I saw that one too. it's a guy talking to a girl and like all of a sudden i don't know if it's like a party and he's like tired and she looks so uncomfortable yeah she's like he's backed, like very aggressive she's like backed in a corner <laughs> so good ah uh, oh so good i've this might be an older meme, uh, but I, I stumbled upon it this week. I thought it was really funny. It's an old it's an older meme, but it checks out. <laughs> Gonna tell my kids this is Thrawn and Ezra, and it's live yes! action Aladdin <laughs> yes! and uh, Genie. <laughs> One, funny, because so, Genie is blue, so Thrawn good. is blue. And secondarily funny, because everyone assumed that this the guy who played Aladdin was gonna be live action Ezra. He tried out for him. And the costume's not too far off, <laughs> and the hair's pretty close. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Really funny. Oh, I love that one. That one's so good. Um, so this one says, uh, what you got there? Ezra. And this is um <laughs> This is a very famous scene. <laughs> good stuff. This is a very famous scene from iCarly. I think it's probably one of the first episodes. Um, so it's it's a scene where Carly and Sam um, are looking at the elevator that just goes into their apartment. I don't know how that works logistically, and I don't know if I want to know how that works. I would be terrified if an elevator was in my apartment. Um, it's where they ask um, her brother, as he's coming out, uh, what you got there? And he's like, and he's holding a smoothie. He's like, a smoothie, but he actually has a live ostrich with him. So Carly and Sam are Ahsoka and Hera, and her brother, Spencer, <laughs> that's his name, coming yeah. out is Sabine and where the smoothie is it's ezra but the ostrich has thrawn's face on it <laughs> that is in, like it's very poorly photoshopped and i love it it's so funny so good um this is a reference to something that happened last episode um of of ahsoka it just says in quotes her master was anakin skywalker and it's just shocked pikachu but he's blue in <laughs> <laughs> red eyes yeah oh, the, the small detail is making him blue to look so like good. thrawn it's mm. so funny. Mm. All right, this is my last one. This is my lawyer, bro. I'm going to jail. Two crying emojis. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, uh, it's a picture of Chopper from the court scene. Yeah. Oh, man, that's good. Uh, love it. This is a, this one goes straight out. This is, a, this is just for you, Rachel. It just says, the Shell People next episode, calling it now. Let's go! Yes! <laughs> Who is it? It's Commander Brasso from Andor as he is holding Marva Andor's brick before he <laughs> bashes it into the skulls of some Imperial fascists. If you didn't know, I love Andor. 
It's a very it's a very niche interest of mine, uh, truly. You know, it's just, I don't talk about it all that often, so when I tell people, they're kind of surprised. Um, but truly, I think it's an underrated gem. What else you got? That's it. All right, one last one here. Um, it says, who wore it better? And you've got R- Transformer Autobot RC, who's the pink girl Transformer, and you've got Grimlock, and they both have, uh, like, aprons on, and they're, like, I carrying a plate. stuff like this, Cameron. <laughs> I just, I especially love it just because Grimlock wearing a gigantic apron, apron and carrying a plate of drinks is size. so it's funny. Size. Do you have any idea what episode that's from? No. So funny. Um. So that's the end of my memes. Let me send these to you. We lost our editor. <laughs> Never mind. She's napping by the door. She's waiting to escape. <laughs> She knows I'll be leaving soon. She heard me minute. She's like, oh, it's She's almost like, done. Oh, we're almost done. <laughs> it has They'll turn like my water minutes. fountain back on soon. <laughs> she did come over and inspect it shortly after I turned it off today. She did it. I forgot to turn it on last time. Oh, no. Until I Poor woke baby. up and I was like, wow, it's so quiet. And then I walked into the kitchen <laughs> and she ran over to it and yelled at me. And I felt bad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. I forgot you said we both had the Babu did Freak one. Did you send one. me yours? Yeah. I just beat you to it. Ah, there it is. Okay. So, what do we got here? So, it's not the Magatron. We got Dry Bones Come Alive. You got Mace Windu fighting Palpatine, or Palpatine fighting Mace Windu and Kit Fisto with a chair. Spike's down there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You got Anakin giving Anakin a medal. It's got a screen rant uh, uh, watermark in the bottom. But you could have taken that, I guess... The Anakin giving Anakin the medal award. Are you guessing that's mine? Yeah. Yeah, I made it. Nice. <laughs> Which one is, what is it? This is the one of uh, Vice Admiral Rampart uh, shoving Captain Wilco off a cliff. I know it's probably giving myself away by making such a specific reference, but I thought I, once I I saw the meme so format good. and I thought it's... I thought it was going to be the one from Simpsons when you were describing it. There's a very I think there's a similar scene in Simpsons. Oh, interesting. Sim- Simpsons. My knowledge about Star Wars. Anyone who will listen, that seems very you. Oh man this what you got there ezra is really funny <laughs> this my lawyer bro i'm going to jail this is really my funny. lawyer bro i'm okay. going to jail so we got the iCarly one the coffee one or the dry bones come alive i'm guessing it's between those three would be my guess hmm it's hard got it down to three dry bones coffee Is it the dry bones one? It is the dry bones. Yes, one. first win in like three it's weeks, four second. weeks. It's been four episodes. I, my since. other version, but I thought it would be a little too complicated. Was I was actually had um, just a wide shot of all the troopers and the actual verses from Ezekiel. <laughs> that may have been good. But yeah, I, I, I thought, think it's a really good joke. It was just too uh, cerebral niche. for me. Um, I thought it would be too complicated. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of it's a it's a beefy little amount of text okay i've caught up a bit i've got i've now i i talk, think i talked about it last week i've now actually done it i've now created an actual spreadsheet with a chart to to keep track we are this is week 12 can, okay. this is our 12th week of doing this game Woo! i am now at seven wind and you are still at eight 
Um, I got one today. So I should be at nine, right? Oh, you got it right. I don't know why I thought I was, you didn't get it right. I Never mind. Saying, my I bad. Like, okay. Really nope. It. No, you're good. I don't know why I thought that. Okay. Nine and three. Very good. Okay. And um, so here's you can you can see you're on a great uphill trend. Let's here. go! I've got it's a trending uh, <laughs> uh, line chart here. Wow. We we were on like the same path. We were. For we were on so the same wavelength. Long. Um, <laughs> the week we both lost. <laughs> yeah. And then we were both at six wins week nine, and then ever since then, you really started to pull ahead. Um, it's been, this is, this is a good way to look at it though. I, I feel a little bit better now that you're at, like, now that you were at nine and seven wins respectively, yeah, that's not two, bad. two between, but the, it's the losses that get me. <laughs> it's looking at, it's looking at <laughs> like, seven wow, wins. we're so good. <laughs> the five losses. That's what upsets me about me. my score. But, oh, but also down here. So you got orange is you, blue is me. And then down here is green. It's, it's Caleb. It's Caleb at zero. <laughs> I like how it's our, uh, podcast colors. The orange and blue yeah it did that by default isn't that interesting <gasps> i didn't even the fbi that. agent in your laptop <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh man they're gonna love this and that brings us to the end of this week's episode thank you so much for listening um i almost started reading the uh opening thing again i was gonna get the wrong part of my document <laughs> welcome to wednesday night <laughs> yeah. it is as always thank you to caleb jacoby for our intro and outro music Props to Rachel for our artwork and Twitter account at Rebels Robots Pod. Props to Cameron for running our Facebook group Rebels and Robots. I've got some good posts in mind. I got Ooh, some really good screenshots from this out. week's episode and uh, Star Wars I'm or uh, Child's oh, Play. Oh, we I should do Child's Play too. I'll do that too. There's some really good ones there. I was thinking about specifically about Ahsoka though. Um, shout out to Athena for editing this. Um, I don't even know where she is. I don't she's know. If she's by the door. Anymore. Shout out to Athena for trying to fit an entire <laughs> floss container in her mouth. Give us something to read on the pod. Leave a review. Tweet or DM us memes. Don't, don't do Amazon though. We will never. Yeah, do not see leave it. a review don't on leave Amazon. Don't a review on Amazon. We will never see it. We've tried. <laughs> Rachel's mom do a review somewhere else. <laughs> uh, feel free to to send us your opinions as well as anything that we're covering, and then we will judge them. uh this is cameron and rachel signing off saying thanks rachel's mom for the nice book sleeves we appreciate it and keep my bible protected now i guess your bible protected so that way you can read about the dry bones we're really outing ourselves this week (laughs) good night everyone good night